All right, here we are with Exalted Chronicles of Darkness, Hologram Summer, Season 1, Episode 5. We are in July 2021. I am Devin, the storyteller, and today we have... Peter as Damien Starr, the Solar Dawn. Holden as Raphael Vargas, Sidereal Chosen of Secrets. Who remembers enough from last week to put themselves, from last session, to put themselves on the spot and briefly recap what went down? Well, we went down the creepy basement that was really creepy and really haunted. And I feel haunted. <laughs> then we decided to split up. Rafi went to talk with something in the mirror, and then it turns out there were some decommissioned uh, oh animatronics after the degloving incident. You can't call it that. That was meant to be a throwaway line. It wasn't meant to be referenced every time. It's such a violent image. Oh, it goes on the box cover. It goes on the box cover for this campaign. Oh, God. Oh, my God. It's featuring the Mantertainment degloving incident. The gloving incident of 97. No, you can't make this like the bite from Five Nights. No. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say probably the best thing about all the awful shit in the entertainment complex is anything bad that happened to it or anything bad that happened while inside of it when it was running was the direct result of people just being that fucking stupid. Like guaranteed if any fucking place tried to capitalize on the idea that that like people who were, were kids liked animatronics when they were kids, they try to make like animatronics. Right. And those things like, it's like the Boston dynamics robot. You lose limbs in those things. You know, there'd be people trying to like harass them or touch them and stuff or put their hands on them and they'd like lose limbs and fingers. That's exactly how stupid that would get. I was going to say the worst part is like just how many people keep contacting us like, you know, shit, I, I would have a birthday party at the Mannertainment Complex. I'm like, oh no. And it's like, <laughs> you're successful business. I mean, I just took what everyone is already doing and took it to the to the logical conclusion they're all too cowardly to do. I I mean, you know, if I was a vampire in Vampire the Requiem, this would be an easy way to get blood completely guilt-free. Some guy's, like, gonna walk on up and he's like, oh, yeah, I spent $800 on wings, bad beer, and, like, fucking, I don't know, game tokens? Whatever people spend their money on at these places put it on my bill as baby formula to my credit card vampires can be like no guilt no humanity Uh, loss i can drink that guy holy shit sounds like we should bring it back that's one game we're planning to you know all around which game is that i don't remember well the one that you know we're putting together in the other discord Oh, God, the, the World of Darkness one? Spoiler alert, listeners, yeah. there's a revised edition of Exalted versus World of Darkness on the horizon, and it is a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't do it, Pete. Don't do it. Everyone will love it. You just have to take Resources 5, and you could just run it entirely off of Resources 5. It'd run at a loss, and you wouldn't care. <laughs> huh unacceptable so anywho entertainment manager uh, withering phantasmagoria cup boils over jail for a thousand years <laughs> you go to jail after sexy pizza rat 
Ugh. Oh no! Ugh. God, fuck no! Just... Probably the worst. The worst thing I said last session about those animatronics was them having a chest area that had like water bags in them, or like 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 fluid bladders in them. And I'm like, that's the absolute most cursed thing that popped into my mind. Which Damien is now covered in. <laughs> it's probably just water. Let it go. I mean, it's probably cheese. Why would it be cheese? I don't. No, oh the my pizza god, rat. The, smell. the pizza rat had oh cheese. Oh god, the smell by now. Jesus Christ. Everything's a nightmare. Nothing is okay. Anyway, uh, okay, so you went through the basement, killed off the last animatronics harassing you, except for I think one or two. You've blown through that list. For reference, listeners, I used like the Chinese zodiac to, you know, sketch out the animals because. It was an easy list of 12 animals. <laughs> and you've blown through most of them. I think yeah. there's one left upstairs rambling about or I two think, somewhere. I think there's still two two to worry about. I like think. Lola Bunny is one of them. And oh my god. Just type of fucking Space Jam 2. Oh. Well, that's oh. where she escaped to. A nightmare. What a cursed <laughs> subject. Absolutely, absolutely cursed. So, um, we'll begin this session where the last one left off. Um, Damien successfully just absolutely ending a couple animatronics with his super <laughs> sun-kissed fists. And we will now bring up that in Exalted Chronicles of Darkness, there is a system called Purification. It exists for exalt characters to allow them to drag curses up out of the world around them and feed it into their essence furnace, such as it is, and purify the land. So there are certain conditions that have to be met, and you guys constantly clowning the entertainment complex and the curse on the land and beating back its like guardians and stuff counts. You've 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 hit it hard enough that you can attempt a purification. So from a gameplay perspective, I don't know how to really... I don't remember how exactly I was going to pitch how this would feel, but it's probably intuitive in some way. It's probably like a natural thing where you and... where, where Damien and um, Raphael can kind of just feel the pull of this place and it ready to catch fire, like ready to burn away if you guys pushed it just a little harder. Yep, especially now that we've uh, successfully managed to navigate that broken space maze in the corridors outside once. Exactly. So, Holden, if you'd like... Yeah, you got the map to get straight through the maze. Uh, Holden, if you'd like, uh, you could briefly talk about purification before we get into the role, just to kind of, you know, preview it for people, because it's going to be happening now. So the basic idea for purification is that it can be used to strip away... Curses, taints, um, lingering traces of the supernatural, or even ongoing incarnations thereof. Uh, spells. Uh, it, it can be used to blast away infrastructure, um, clean up a Promethean's wasteland, that kind of thing. The rules of purification are that before you can enact it, uh, to try to get rid of something, you have to confront that supernatural manifestation in some way and gain some kind of victory over it. Um, 
you know, if, if you're trying, you need to like convince a ghoul to reach out and ask and ask you for help or, you know, if he's been sent after you by a vampire and you'd rather, you know, save this guy than kill him, you can just beat the shit out of him and then uh, rip the blood taint out of him. Uh, in this case, we've just spent the last several hours dungeon crawling our way through this place, um, beating the living shit out of its guardians, and we've successfully not only navigated the broken space maze that we're going to try and get rid of now, but we've... Uh, won ourselves a map so that we can uh, now bypass it at will. But rather than risking all of our incredibly killable... Is friends too strong word? Friends is too strong word. XP rewards. (laughs) Sure. Um, Quest objectives. (laughs) Um, Instead of risking all of our incredibly killable allies uh, getting lost in there and mantertained... Now we're just going to get rid of the uh, twisty, recursive, horrible, Escher nightmare maze and turn these corridors back into regular corridors. And we can do that because we've already confronted them and dealt, and dealt with them and uh, won a victory over them. That's purification. What you cannot do is just roll up, point at something, and go abracadabra. You've got to grapple with it first. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think when we were talking in the background about this, uh, Peter is the one who's going to be taking uh, the lead on the roll because he's got the best dice. No, Rafi's got one more. Oh, Rafi does? Oh, never mind. Sucks to suck, Peter, but it's not you today. <laughs> All right. Uh, did we... We worked on bonuses last time, didn't we? It was like... I think without going through a fine, yeah, without fine tooth combing, I think it was like plus two or plus three. It ended up ended up being just from all the the little tallies we put together. Yeah, something like that. Because like you got two exalts there, and then there was like a, a miscellaneous two lying around, and I, I I'm not gonna go back over it. But um, Rafi, if you're the one who's going to be doing the purification, I believe the scene is yours. Yeah, there was like, yeah, we'd won the bit. We won a fairly definitive victory. There are two of us, but on the other hand, we're a little bit rushed for time because we know those last two animatronics are rattling around in here somewhere. Blah blah blah. They mostly canceled out. So, yeah, we what did we say it came out to like plus two. Uh, yeah, you know what? Plus two, sure. All right, and uh, let's see with my. Can you spend willpower on this rule? Mm, yeah. Okay. Because, well, you know, listeners might care. Don't see anything saying I can't. Use uh, excellency. Yeah, you can't, uh, but you can't boost it with magic. Ah. You cannot boost it with charms. Um, willpower, though, yes, I could. How much willpower have I got still? Shit, actually, I don't have a lot left to use at the moment, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, It costs a moat. It is stamina plus resolve plus essence plus any modifiers, so... Hmm. 
nine dice. Uh, wow. Okay, that's. Did you not get a single? That's unexpected. Success? No, I got five of them. Nice. I'm glad you recovered all that willpower you've spent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exceptional success on. Wow. Okay. Um, yes, an exceptional success on purification. Uh, consumes. Uh, the supernatural power of the target, and it gives you all your willpower back because that power rushes through you. Awesome. My case okay. Was missing one, but puts me back up to five. So, what do Rafi's actions look like to an outside observer of uh, huddled, spooked uh, bait? You know, here, down, here with you. Uh, that would be Rafi walking just a little bit out the door and into the corridors. I assume accompanied by Damien. Sure. What's Damien? Uh, so, Rafi is going to, uh, still holding that map in one hand, spread his arms out a little bit, close his eyes, and breathe in the musty, funky, now horribly stale, cheese smelling air of the Mantertainment tunnels. Probably spilled hydraulic fluid, too. God help us. That was a bad idea. <laughs> Taking a deep breath. And there's sort of a, almost like a, a responding movement in the air, like the entire tunnel is drawing in towards him. What's Damien doing to back me up on this? Uh, probably still very similar with the, you know, breathe in, breathe out uh, stuff, just taking it all in to himself and... It seems it seems a component of this that you're both kind of leaning into is engaging with the element, like 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 dragging it into yourself and like interfacing with it, mm-hmm. getting a taste for it. Then after catching uh, what feels like a ragged edge of this fucked up power cycling through the complex. Rafi raises a hand, stretches it out in the darkness, and slowly makes a fist, and you tell me what what gathers there. The physical space of this place, it doesn't warp vulgarly or obviously, like there's no like CGI effect in front of you guys where things go whoa, crazy, like Stargate or something. But what does happen is the lights go out, but the bulbs are still they're still lit, even though you're in complete darkness at this point, even if your animal bonfire was going, it's completely dark. The bulbs are still lit. And then other bulbs flicker into life like stars in a void. And you guys are on a mountaintop, but no mountaintop you would recognize on earth because that's one, because there's something in the sky above you larger than sight and heavier than anything on this planet that you just can't really put your eyes up to. But you're on this mountaintop and there's this shrine here. It's made of marble. There's a podium in front of it. There's people, you know, people clearly from a world of antiquity talking that you maybe have a feeling you recognize. And staring at you on the other side of that shrine through an alcove is a man-shaped creature made of black night and metal and shadows and remnants of the grave with a mask bolted to its face and a mechanical arm. And it's just staring at you two, not anyone in the scene at you two. 
like it knows you, like it recognizes you. And as you breathe in and taste the must and the stench and the weirdness of whatever's infected this place, there's no real way for for you guys to properly map this to your senses, but it tastes like your enemy. And then you're back in the entertainment complex as like the sun, uh, whatever light is providing here gets eclipsed by the thing in the sky and everything goes dark again. Raffi's fist snaps shut. Oh, right. I have to explain what the place looks like now because everything's different. Um, yeah, when things clear up, like when you guys kind of readjust to looking at the world the way you've been looking, you're used to looking at it, this is just some fucking basement. There's nothing, there's nothing here. Like it's, it's a basement underground that has some nice tiling. There's nothing auspicious about it. There's nothing special about it. It, it's just matter. You can see where the hallway you had to go is. It's just down there. Absolutely everything unique and and foreboding and creepy is gone. You're just... You're just a bunch of adults in an abandoned building doing after-hours abandoned building exploration. Raffi staggers against the hydraulic fluid-splashed wall. Just next to him. (laughs) Okay, that was new. Yeah. Damien, did you... Did you see... I saw something, not sure what, but I probably will see it soon again. God, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, can it be worse than what we've already seen? He looks back at the rest of the group, kind of gauge where they are. Um, Like that kitchen you're in, like all, all the rot is gone, all the Silent Hill effect is gone. It's just a musty abandoned kitchen now. Even the rot that was in the blood bags in the fridge are gone. You know, it's just old rotten blood now. They're, they're looking around. They're not... Okay, so the people you've earmarked as Supernatural, Amelia, Korg, Zet, and I think Finn the Ghoul, they... Mm-hmm. They seem like they're perked up, like something's wrong here. Except for Finn. Finn seems like he's a little disoriented. Um, all the, the quote-unquote normal people, the bait, um, they look befuddled. They look fuzzy. There's a look on their face like they're not quite... There's something off about them now. So I put the floor to you two. Off like people who just saw a big, weird bunch of gods on a mountain or like... Like, they're not as a... They're not as... It's not that they're not as afraid. They're clearly upset about something... But they don't have that look that people have when they're in a crisis situation and they have to absolutely focus. Like, like whatever you call it, serotonin, adrenaline, whatever that thing is that, he, that if you're under high stress situations just pumps through your system and wrecks you. They don't have that look on them. Cortisol. Cortisol, yeah. Not there. It's more like people who maybe saw, like, maybe they were doing some after hours exploration and, like, you know, there was an accident or some of the equipment almost hurt someone. They're like, oh, my God. They, they look calm. 
you all okay back there? They all, you know, say yes. Not any one of them kind of stands out from the other and are all like, oh, yeah, you know, let's just wrap this up and head home. Like, they're just, they're just uh, something. over to Amelia and Quirks and Eyebrow. She'll, uh, she'll take you guys to the side and kind of just talk as Corgans that are milling about in the background. What the hell was that? We're still figuring it out ourselves. You did something. It, it fucked with something in here. I had spells yeah, up and they're gone crazy. now. Hmm. Spells, you say? I have kind of things in motion. Okay, well, the obvious one was that one I put out to bait you guys here. I can't feel it anymore. It died. Which is a bit of a pain in the ass, because I sometimes get rewarded from that if the hunt is completed. Well, considering what we're baiting people into, that's probably for the best. I guess. It's just, you know. Yeah. You did something. You did something weird. I don't know about it. But it seems to have alleviated the problem here. So, hey, why not? I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it and not ask questions. I am fundamentally incurious as a wizard about this uh, problem right now. Clearly, no, she's not amazed then. Yeah, no, she's not going to add this as one of her aspect of sessions if she was an unawakened, which she's not. Fuck. She's not some awakened down here and some goddamn Chuck E. Cheeses. Are you kidding? Actually, this is exactly what a awakening mage would do. They'd be rooting around in the filth in a Chuck E. Cheeses looking for secrets. Who are we kidding? Those guys are, dar- are, are dumpster divers. I mean, we've played them. We know what they are. <laughs> we know what mages are like. The weakest splat in Chronicles of Darkness. That's canon. Anyway, so what is your next move? <laughs> Oh, we do have this map that leads somewhere. Maybe there's a treasure where the exit lies. Yeah, treasure. He glances over at Finn. He looks... (laughs) He looks just like the other people. Like, there's something off about him now. There's something off about all of them now. So you got your map. Yeah, I think it's probably best if we assume the animatronics are still... Oh, you hear a bunch of crashing near the elevator, uh, and two of the animatronics that were still out there crash on down, uh, like cold as stone, like not functioning. Like they were crawling down the elevator shaft to hunt you guys. Uh, after they called the elevator all the way up and then went under the sh- uh, under it. And uh, yeah, they just smashed to the ground at that mention of it's sidereal or solar, whoever mentioned well, it. Okay, well, that's all right. That's one less thing to worry about. Yeah, I wish we were proof that they get rid of everything at the same time. But Oh, don't worry about it. This is a thing that's happening. I've taken it a step further for context. Also, I don't know if the elevator is going to run with all that shit at the bottom. We maybe have to clear that out before we leave. I mean, the 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 people here can like start clearing that shit out for you guys and get the elevator down. While you guys go and check out the last room. Yeah, let's uh, 
I'm, I'm sure I'm going to kick myself for this later, but could you guys start clearing that stuff out of the elevator shaft while we go investigate this last uh, chamber? Every, everyone's like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Okay. No, no problem. We'll work on this. You work on that teamwork. And they just start go doing it. Not even hesitant. Yeah. For some reason uh, to Raffi, it just doesn't feel like it's a death warrant to split up anymore. Yeah. They just start doing it. Routine, pulling stuff out of there, clearing stuff, uh, you know, checking if anything got broke along the way. Some of these people know, you know, mechanics. You know, not elevator, not Otis, uh, Otis whatever certified, and you know, elevator mechanics, but they'll pull stuff out of the way. So we take Amelia and whoever else seems inclined to come, and uh, let's Gork head on to which marks the spot. All right, so you two, Amelia, Korg, and Zet, head on down. Um, the rest of the basement leads to what looks like a large, um, master room or some sort of like central kind of important room, large fancy doors, bit of red and gold aesthetic with like carvings of angels and lions and fanciful animals on it in like nice kind of block embossing. Um, the doors clearly open when you guys are going to open them. It's not like you're going to dick around in front of the entrance for a while. This interior room, um, had you come in here before you purified it, would have looked totally different, but it doesn't look like that anymore. It looks like a, um, you know, the, the Parthenon in Greece, where it's like pillars and the roof, and then there's like steps going up to it, and there's like a whole temple inside. This is kind of like that on the inside. There's like columns, there's like a nice kind of central area that raises up onto steps. Um, there's a big desk kind of in the middle-ish of the room, along with like meeting areas and art and at the very back uh there is a huge fucking hole in the ceiling where an enormous like can fit three adults inside of its safe fell crashing from its anchor points and smashed into the floor and embedded itself in door side down um the Walls of this room have alcoves that are carved into them that used to look much more complex than they did, but you took care of that. Um, but the alcoves are like full of junk and electronics and glass and like spilling water, uh, kind of green fluid that's just pouring out in mass now. There are wooden mannequins everywhere that are pouring out of these alcoves. The alcoves kind of look like burial chambers in like Skyrim or like Egyptian tombs where it's just shelving units for bodies. Um, like a mausoleum, I guess. And these mausoleum alcoves all have like glass and machinery in them that just burst wooden dolls everywhere. There's little machines on the floor that have just stopped moving. Um, there's tanks and rusty steampunk machinery that looks like it was brought in and doesn't fit, made out of like pinball machines and old boilers and arcade uh, runoff and probably animatronic stuff. There's two broken animatronics down here that just look like they fell over and fell apart. Um, you've come into an after scene and you're not quite sure what the before looked like. Oh, so it's all very God recent. So, um, if you guys are... As you're walking by uh, from like under some furniture, one of those wooden mannequins starts crawling out next to you. It looks like it's half finished. Like... Literally, its bottom half isn't there. It was growing like a tree. And it doesn't have hands. It has hands, but there's no fingers. They're just like little round cups 
with like that are kind of slender, kind of like a store mannequin. And it's like crawling near you, whimpering, trying to like put its arm around your leg and like grab onto you. That's like a completely yeah, so smooth Rafi's face. Like, so Rafi's like up on top of the big iron sarcophagus now. Oh, yeah. The sarcophagus is covered in that mold shit. It's gone from everywhere else, but it's still here. So does an animatronic want the mannequin? The mannequin? It's trying to grab... Well, it was trying to grab Rafi's leg. Now it's trying to grab your leg, and it's just making whimpering sounds. Uh, All the mannequins here are vaguely making whimpering sounds, and they're slowly getting quieter and quieter. I just pick it up and look at it. It's light, you know? It's made of wood. It's soft. It has moisture to it. Like, it's... Like, it's not like something that was carved. It's something that grew, like a tree outside. It's just, it looks like it's been sanded and polished in the the vague mannequin-like shape of a person with, with like, ball joints and stuff. Its face is completely smooth. It just makes sounds that emanate from inside its head. Uh, if you look at the parts of it that aren't formed, there's, like, wood pulp inside and, uh, like, this water just oozing and dropping out and the mold is inside of it. Like, it's covered with that moldy infection on the inside of its core, like a tree that's gone bad. Mm-hmm. Slightly gross and disturbing, but less so than the previous ones, so... It's so refreshing. This is good. Yeah! Um, huh. Something's different in here. Amelia and Corganzette are scoping the area out. Um, <coughs> Amelia beelines for the computer on the desk because it also has the mold still onto it, and it's like flashing images on its screen. Carefully avoiding the mannequins, I'm going to amble over and see what she's turned up. So the screen looks like... Okay, so this is like a flat screen monitor. It's a modern goddamn monitor because we're in 2021. It's doing the Neuromancer thing where it's tuned to a dead channel and it's snow. And this thing has an HDMI cable. So, so that's not right. Uh, and yeah, in the static, symbols keep popping up. Just symbols, shapes, uh, nothing that really is anything special. Like, it's not like cuneiform, it's not Egyptian, it's not uh, bad science, fantasy, Norse, Norse, or like, you know, a language you can decode on a fandom wiki. It's just symbols. This is the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, and Amelia's just, uh, she takes out a cell phone and starts recording it. That's all she does. That's her, that's her action in this scene. Corgans that are poking at the mannequins and like not really wanting to interact with them. They're pulling some of the animatronics apart to make sure they're still dead, but they're ambling around like, well, now what the fuck do we do? Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to do what she's doing and get a few seconds of footage as well. And also, let's see, what the hell is this computer plugged into and how far along that connection does the mold continue? Uh, The tower for the computer is plugged into nothing anymore, uh, just from neglect and stuff shifting around in here. And it's very clear there was an earthquake that hit this place. As you know, Miami, Florida gets earthquakes all the time. Uh, and this place got hit by one recently. So it's not plugged into anything. 
Um, the tower for the computer itself, though, is like burst open with like the mold. What do you, what do we think is this ground zero for whatever happened here? Well, I think just based on inference and what my spell was telling me before it went off is this vampire fed on something it shouldn't have. And then it hopped from the vampire to his house and then it hopped from his house to the computer. And I think the computer's trying to hop to us. Well, let's really, really hope that whatever it is, it can't hop over TCP IP protocols or we could have a big, big problem on our hands. Well, she's looking at some of the little machines on the ground. Like some of them look like if you were to rip apart an old mechanical like vending machine or like those coin dispenser machines, those big heavy steel like, you know, candy dispensers and gumball dispensers, there's machines on the ground that look like they're made from parts of that, but they're not animatronics. They look like they just welded themselves together. Like crawling across the floor is what looks like some sort of big bulky fat spider made of rolled carbon steel and springs and gears and like ratcheting systems with a gimbal in the middle that has a, a sphere that seems to be some sort of like telescoping iris eye. And it's just slowly lethargically trying to drag itself across the floor to one of those tanks and do stuff with it. And Amelia just points to it and goes, I've seen these things in other parts of the city. What? Oh, where? I was, you know, it's, <laughs> I was doing some work in the in the the business district or whatever you call it around here. I'm not really too sure. I'm not really from this place. But I was in the, the business district. I was in this office building. I was handling something, um, you know, in a cubicle farm. And a bunch of the computers there had cannibalized themselves into shit like this. And the tampon machine in the ladies' room. And the mint machine in the front office. Like the little coin-op mint guy. It all gone missing. I just didn't notice because who would notice that? And I found them in the other building. So that's weird. Shit. So whatever's happening here isn't just here. Great. Yeah, I didn't think that was a related job. There's a new crypto locker virus going. Oh, you guys wouldn't know about that. There's a new virus. There's a new computer problem going around. And I was just <laughs> investigating the supernatural aspects of it. And the site had these guys in it. I was able to burn it out because, you know, it's not that hard. Magic is easy. Um, I guess this is what the next stage looks like. Great. Now our computers will have to wear masks. Uh, uh, error, error. Yeah, no, she gets it. She gets it. Pandemic humor. Um, so that's about the only thing in here big enough to have a vampire in it, I think. <laughs> I mean, there's a big safe right here. Knock, knock. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's getting out of there. But 
how we get the treasure that we all came here for. Hmm. Do you think this is going to reinfect the place? I think we need to find out what's going on in there, preferably without sticking our heads in. What are you suggesting? Well, show of hands, who wants to find out what really happened here? I do. Amelia isn't really into it. I really kind of got what I was looking for. All right, show of hands, who wants to stand in here in the creepy, crawly, killer puppet room while we find out? How about this? Why don't you tell me what this is going to entail? Just so we know kind of what's going on. Just so we can answer this question more fully. (laughs) I think I can figure out what's going on in this thing's head. Give us a look into its dreams. And maybe, just maybe, that's where the infection is. We can drive it out again. What, like a scanner? little bit more up close and personal than that. All right. Call it a magic spell. Okay. I'm down for that. Um, what'll happen? What are you going to be? What are you going to uh, magic spell? Are you going to be like comatose on the ground? Is this going to be like a, like a whole thing? You know, I've never actually been outside. Uh, the spell when it went off, so I'm not quite sure what happens out here, but I sort of think not. Okay. I don't think we'll be in any danger out here. Okay, well how about this? I'll stay here and manage Corganzette and manage the people outside just in case anything changes out here while you're doing your thing. All right, but um, you know, in case the uh, the animatronics do stand up, I'll have Damien with stand back up or anything like that. I will have Damien with me. I mean, I feel like she's like you know, there's no way around that. Like, all right, there's no way around that. Yeah, uh, you guys will be inside, and they won't. <laughs> She's just going to have to trust that Corganzet will be effective. All right. So what are we doing? Yeah. Right, well, be care. Be careful. These. Uh, I still don't. They're not moving around very quickly, but I still don't trust that anything animated by this funk has good intentions for anything. And that spider in particular looks like it could do some damage. The spider, I should point out, is uh, about the size of your fist. Oh, well, shit. You made it sound like it was the size of like a small yeah. or something. I'm kind of an idiot, and I forgot to give you size. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to be creepy crawlies that can hide in alleyways and under trash cans and under beds and stuff. Not, uh, no, not yeah, the you fucking... You like it was like, like it was 20 pounds. <laughs> like, no, not, not, not the robots from uh, that goddamn Finnish RPG, um, Generation Zero. They're not the Generation <laughs> Zero hunter killers. 
Wait, not Finnish. Polish, I think. I don't remember. Generation Zero. It's not that. <laughs> You're not going to have fucking rover dogs like chasing you down made of 38 tons of metal. Okay, well, uh, I feel like the floor is yours then for the next uh, the next stage of this. All right. Uh, Raffi steps back up onto the iron sarcophagus. Thinks about sitting down on it. Considers that actually somehow miraculously to this point he has not yet completely ruined this pair of pants and thinks better of it. Said, and says, alright, this might take a minute. Stretches out his arms, rolls back his sleeves, and then begins making passes in the air and stirring the ambient essence in the room into the desired shapes and patterns. And this is where I bust out the dice and the mechanics. I'm going to spend two willpower to get this ball rolling. It's an extended roll, and doing that means it's going to take intervals of one minute rather than the 15-minute intervals I'd be getting if I just spent one willpower. Ooh. And for reference, this is sorcery. Yep, this is ancient sorcery. I got one spell gratis with my particular cast of exaltation. Learned it in a dream. The dice pool is intelligence plus occult plus essence. Which for me is three plus five. Uh, specialty does not apply. Plus two, so ten dice. And for this particular spell, uh, which is Quicksilver Wings of Dream and Nightmare, I am I need to accumulate six successes. I've got 10 rolls to do it in. Oh my God. And each of my rolls is supposed to be contested by the composure plus power stat rating of the guy whose dreams I'm trying to break into. So when you say contested, just to bring me back to speed, is that a subtraction for your thing? Or do I roll a thing and my successes uh, subtract from yours? That means you roll and they're subtracted from my successes. Okay. I know how many dice they have. I will roll that. And I'm rolling on my end. Fucking none. Actually, I got a one and no successes. Uh, I know it doesn't matter, but that's how bad it happened. <laughs> well, that's very, very fucking good, because on ten dice, I managed to get one success. Absolutely <laughs> killing me here. I need. With these random dice. <laughs> one fucking success. Uh, so, Jesus Herbert Christ. Uh, that is... That is a success. Uh, that just means I Again. accumulate successes toward the six I need. 
Oh so, my god! Uh, after after a minute, uh, during which there's this very subtle stirring of power in the air that I assume Amelia can pick up on. Oh yeah, her ears are perked right up. So are Corgonzets. Like they turn and they're watching you, like like predator animals, like like things that hunt. They're like, what is happening? Like you can see your essence, like the, the actual kaleidoscope of ancient power, you know, reflecting in their eyes. And for just a moment, they have shark eyes. That's heartening. Uh, let's see a minute later, I get to roll again. To be honest, I don't know why you wouldn't do the 15 minute intervals. It's not like, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not like anyone's going to be interrupting this. Uh, two successes this time. Uh, where are you? A single success. Okay, so I'm not doing all these goddamn rules. This is a nightmare. <laughs> so. uh, well, I'm, I'm a third of the way there. Uh, let's try it again. Holy shit. Okay. okay, four successes this time. So if you, I, if you flubbed it, I'm there. After three minutes. I, of I, will, press the, I will press the roll button. And on that one, I got a 10, a 10, and a 9, and I do not care. You cast the spell. Thank <laughs> you, uh, dice rolls. This is making this game so exciting. Okay, oh, so well, my first... Oh, my fucking Christ! I, try, I, I did it again, just for, just for shits and giggles. Six successes. There it is. There so, there we go. There, you, I you feel like this is something... I think I should point this out to, oh, to potential storytellers. If you know for a fact you're not going to interrupt the player casting a spell, just fucking tell them to take the 15-minute intervals, all right? It don't matter. They don't need to spend the resources. If there's no downside to them botching or failing, just fucking let it happen. Just move on, okay? Now, I did have an idea to have this be a thing where you got to hold off a wave while you have to cast a spell, but I also want to get through this fucking session so it's not two or three more sessions, so I just didn't do that. You can see the setup, though. Like, there's alcoves in the wall, there's enemies, there's pillars, there's cover. You can see all the bits and pieces were there for that, but you guys just you just you move past it. Moving past it. Yep, and also, if I had spent three, if we were in that situation... And I'd spent three willpower. I could be doing rolls at one turn intervals instead of one minute. Yeah. So minute, fifteen minutes, every turn. These options are available to you if you play a spellcasting character. But for Christ's sakes, for the storytellers, respect your players' times and move the fuck on. Don't make them roll every goddamn night. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hold it. What the fuck does this spell do now that you've actually cast it? Okay, now this, uh, as the spell finally goes off. Oh, Jesus H. That's, oh, that's too good. As the spell finally goes off, uh, dozens of sets of softly glowing silver wings appear to enfold Raffi and Damien. Yep. And then fade away, and they're gone. They're not here no more. Yeah, Fucking vanished. You did it! Freedom, freedom, freedom! <laughs> and now we get yeeted into this thing's astral landscape. Um... Okay, so there's a brief loading screen as the assets click on in, and you find yourselves in an empty gray and white void of mist, uh, perpetually lit by ambient, kind of, all-around-you, ethereal light. 
the mist clearly parts as the loading finishes and the loading is the metaphor for me thinking this up as I'm talking right now. And you find yourself in front of a building. Um, it's connected to nothing. It's in the middle of what would have been a strip mall, you know, and it's called in big fun, super Mario copyright infringing bubble letters, electric wonderland. Oh, back to session two, guys. And we crawl all the way through Electric Wonderland to go deeper. Oh my god, right? Incept this asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it looks like a, a strip mall building that you can enter with a glass front that has, like, the ability to look into this being a arcade. Yeah, let's walk up and peer in through the glass. Also, for any mage players uh, listening in and wondering, we are not astrally projecting. We are physically present in the astral with our good old meat bodies. Our good old yeah, like meat bodies. like to briefly Something cut back. Right. Yeah, to briefly cut back to where you guys are. Um, you aren't in front of the coffin anymore. Amelia, Corgazette are alone in the room and are dealing with other things. Uh, you guys physically are gone. <laughs> you left. Uh, yeah, so putting your face up to the glass, um, it's a, you know, 70s, 80s arcade. Like, it even looks like the machines are new. There's lights and sounds, signs everywhere. Uh, you know, they have a little, they have theaters inside. They have birthday party rooms inside. There's laser tag. Uh, there's an animatronic band. Um, what else is good? They've got a pool on one of the basement levels. Like, it's a whole thing. Hmm. I'm looking around the whole parking lot dreamscape around us for any signs of that mold, that rot, that Silent Hill funk. Well, if you walk away from the building and, like, circle its circumference you know and it's not the whole strip mall it's just this part of it like it just ends after a while where it'd be connected to a different building or connected to like the foundation but circling this place you can see where the foundation of the building doesn't quite overlap with the actual weird ethereal ground of this dimension and if you kind of just like get on your hands and knees and look under the concrete like pad to like where it doesn't quite settle on the ground you can see the, the, the space in between the ground and the building, and it's like right over top of a rotting sinkhole. Ah. Uh, now. And like, the ground has gotten soft and moldy and it's beating and it has like mold webbing on it and stuff. It, look, it looks like a fucking nightmare from Stranger Things, like the upside down. Like, it, it looks like it's gone as bad as it could get. I poke it with the baseball bat that I've carried into this guy's dream with me. It is not pleasant to look at, and it has an extremely hostile aura to it. This stuff is toxic. Dream. So, what are we doing here, Rafi? Well, in dreams you play it by ear, and I might have... A notion, but before I play out that hunch, I'd like to find out a little bit more about what's going on, what's happened here. 
how do you feel like about poking your head into the building for a minute? Okay. Let's go. All right. The inside of the 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 inside of Electric Wonderland it looks pristine and brand new, and everything in here is running efficiently. It, it, it looks like an empty, you know, arcade in the prime of its life. You know, there's there's clear signs of care and attention to detail and independent ownership of this place that just looks like it's not a franchise or anything. It's just its own thing. You know, those weird things you used to be able to go to back when you were a kid if you grew up in the shadow of the arcade era. Doctor, oh God, I hate myself. Doctor Fundamentals. A uh, series of a series of mirrors against uh, a wall that's just like supposed to be like funhouse mirrors. Uh, the lights on them start like blinking up, and you see in the reflections walking across the mirrors and changing shape because they're funhouse mirrors. Uh, like Doctor Fundamentals, dressed as his Willy Wonka esque alter ego, just kind of walking by and talking about you know welcome children blah 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 like doing a whole thing a whole like i'm a willy wonka this is a wonderful place believe in your dreams you know free quarters every saturday blah 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 like just a super pleasant fucking thing in a mirror there's no earthly way of knowing he's down there though against the wall like in those mirrors let's head over to the mirrors All right, so as soon as you get within sight, he kind of looks up. Well, hello there, star child. You're a bit old. You're a bit big for most of my patrons. Well, I'm sorry. There's no need to be sorry in the Electric Wonderland, only engaged. Do you recognize us? We've spoken, or at least I think I've spoken to part of you before now. You know, maybe I've seen you in a dream, but you know, I have a lot of dreams. You have to have dreams in this day and age. You know, turn of the century, the millennium's coming. Did you know that they say the first mortal to live to 150 has already been conceived? I had not heard that. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, what a day. What a day indeed. But you know, I'm actually a little bit more interested in more recent dreams. Maybe even nightmares? Oh, we don't deal with nightmares here. That's for outside the Wonderland. Or after hours. You can't really have the day without the night after all. I was watching a painting show that talked about that. You gotta have a little sad with the happy. A little bitter with the sweet. Yeah. You can't get the spoonful of sugar if there's not medicine to go with it. And, uh... There's a bang think, behind, the, behind the glass when you start mentioning nightmares, and it just kind of stops very quickly. Hmm. You alone in here, Doc? Oh, well, I mean, we're open, so, you know, any, anyone can, can come on by, but, you know, I don't, I don't think we're really that full, full right now. Uh, 
how do you, how would you feel if I went poking around in the back rooms and the say the uh, say the basement here, Doc? Well, I couldn't stop you because I'm in a mirror. And, but you know, you shouldn't really go where the guests aren't supposed to go. You could get yourself hurt, and that's not fun. You don't want to spend your whole summer in a cast. You know, there's only so many days of summer in your life, little you little scamp. Hurt by what, Doc? Just banging behind the glass. You know, it's just, you know, we have Galaga and Gradius and Battletech. We have Battletech pods. Yeah, Doc, but what's got you? There's a cracking in the mirror. I don't, I don't think you want to ask those questions. You want me to crack the case, Rafi? We're here to help, Doc. Well, Is there any way you can help us to help you? I mean... Hmm, at least be on your guard. How's this location treating you, Doc? I don't... I mean, I've I've, uh, I've heard of your business, but I don't know that I found it here. You know, well, this this is the first location we're going to have, but I, I I imagine once I get approval from the prince to franchise out, I could I could probably go into other areas. You know, we might have a, a, a an electric wonderland uh, 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 Epcot that could be fun. Or, uh, or maybe a Houston, or uh, you know, maybe a space shuttle electric wonderland for uh, for the launches. You know, the space age is going to be so big; the kids are going to love it. They like space now. But uh, space, huh? Yeah. I don't. I don't know about moving. I've been here so long, and if I move, I'll have to. I'll have to unbox things. I'll have to put it away, and I'll have to sterilize areas and clean, and that, that'll be a hassle. You know, it might. You can't really take asbestos out because people get sick. It's probably for the best just to leave it in. You know, that's fine. Note to self: Get checkup after <laughs> this job. <laughs> Dream asbestos. <laughs> There's more banging behind that glass. These are real lungs, bud. Oh. Raffi just sets the tip of his bat against the mirror. Well, you got to be careful with broken glass. You'll you'll cut yourself, and you you don't want to you don't want to get an, an infection or tetanus. They're sure you nothing. You sure there's nothing you can remember and recollect safely, Doc? Without uh, anything you could tell us, anything at all. I mean, I think you have all the tools to solve this problem without my help. You've been already doing a pretty good job on your own, haven't you? Well, it's always better to get by with little help from the local community, isn't it? You're going to have to be really careful. I can't hold them back anymore. How much of you is left in there to save? Honestly, I, now. I don't, I don't have an answer to that question. It's, 
been a bit of a trip. By the way, you hear that whimpering sound you were hearing on the outside from the dolls. And if you look around, uh, they're starting to like come up from in between rows of arcade machines. And they look just like dolls. They're, they're just like people in clothes in the 80s. And they're like holding their face, but they don't have fingers. They just have hands and they have nothing on their face. And they're whimpering and they're crawling on the ground and they're starting to get close to you. Don't eat those. Again, Doc. Oh. Oh. They're not right. Oh, Doc, you fucked up. You fucked it up pretty bad, didn't you? I was hungry. I'm always hungry, but I was hungry, hungry. Damien, uh, let's let's have a quick powwow outside. That banging is getting louder and more uh, alarming. Yeah, let's let's yeah, yeah, and okay. double timing it back toward the doors. Okay. Okay. What are you thinking? Do we get back? Do we get back out to the street? You will get back out to the street. Sure. And then we'll have a conversation with what's going to happen next after you have your talk with Damien. <laughs> so Raffy scuffs his heel at like the edge of the, uh, the edge of the front door, like as though he could maybe scrape back a little bit of the pavement with his shoe. stomps the ground with his heel see if it still feels like asphalt there do you need it to be I got an idea that might work can you watch my back while I try it okay Okay, so we might be getting bum rushed from inside there any second now. That's absolutely going to happen. What you want to do in this scenario to stop this thing from spreading as the allegory goes is keep things boarded up inside the, uh, the complex. So if Damien can go on in there and keep those dolls and whatever the vampires from escaping, that would probably help you guys out a lot for whatever you're trying to pull. Well, I've noticed this thing seems to be sitting over some kind of god-awful sinkhole of doom. And, uh... Sending up some kind of nightmares up inside the walls, behind the facades of the building. I mean, is that, uh congruent with what we've seen so far? That is exactly congruent with what you've seen so far. Well, I don't actually know how to carve the infection out of uh, the entertainment complex. But I couldn't tell if that was a question or a follow-up. 
Yeah, but I do know how to take the entertainment complex away from the source of the infection there. Oh my god. All right. So, I'm assuming the plan is your sidereal charm of neighborhood relocation complex. Uh, neighborhood relocation. What, what, what's the full name of that? Scheme. Neighborhood scheme. relocation scheme. I see. Okay. Well, if you're going to try and do that, then uh, Damien, all you got to do is keep them contained into the facility. Okay, then. I guess I'm ready my 12 gauge fist and start punching anything that comes close. All right, you're gonna head inside. Yeah. Okay. The main Rest thing. Cracks and knuckles. Oh, sorry. Go on. So the main thing you're gonna be doing is pushing these dolls back away from the door. Um, the dolls are not a threat to you. There's just a lot of them, and they could possibly weigh you down if they start to swarm you. Okay. That's fine. Raffi looks up toward the sky. It's what is it? Daylight, daytime right now? Nighttime? It's like no time. It's always kind of just backlit. Well, somewhere out there past the mood lighting, there's always stars. He reaches up. Just let instinct guide his hand. Tweezes his fingers together. And pulls down a long... Cerulean prayer strip burning with some sort of characters that look vaguely Asian but are absolutely positively not in any language that he's been able to turn up on Google. Are, are they the classic uh, are they those classic thick hieroglyphs? Oh yeah. Perfect. Uh, something old realmy. So, yeah. So, yeah. Raffi uh, whips that prayer strip out, and now just after like two good shakes, it's a good like three and a half feet long. Almost like a, uh, one of those no uh, novelty scrolls, like, you know, you just unroll it and like hits the floor and keeps fucking going. Yeah. We all can visualize that, I'm sure, from many, uh, yeah. many sight gags. So he whips the strip around, ties it off on his waist, and touches one end of it to the door of the man of the entertainment complex. I'm getting Electric Wonderland. Electric Wonderland. Touches it back before it became back before capitalism and uh, the crushing weight of childhood escapism turned it into the mantertainment complex. By this point, Raffi's Jesus, uh, actually. So we're in the, basically in the same. Yeah, okay. And as he does so, a a sapphire aura starts rising up and wisps like smoke from his skin. We're finally at the point where the anima is visible, folks. We Yay! It took five. It took so forever for Raffi to get up there. Uh, so many scenes. I I kept just resetting because we got to a new scene. Right. But that's yeah, that's four in a go. Um, between the purification and neighborhood relocation scheme, and holy shit, that takes me down to three moats. Oh boy! Okay. So for neighborhood relocation scheme, what 
do you need now to complete relocating it? Like, do you just need time and movement actions? Pretty much. There's no roll now that I've got it hooked to the building. I'm just going to take off. Okay. So he limbers up, goes down to one knee, then the other, takes a deep breath, and sprints. So you sprint, and you're keeping that sprint, and like the rope's staying taut, and you're going as hard as you can, but the building is not moving comparatively fast to what you're doing. Like it should just be flown along. Imagine your speed, but this is the astral and it's a dream and there's abstractions layers at play here. So it's like centimeter by centimeter. You are dragging this fucking building off of the sinkhole and everything inside is losing its mind. I'm imagining like big old thick threads of like mycelial. Oh yeah. And shit oh yeah. And snapping. We're dragging it off. Oh boy. That's good. Everything is howling in the dream. Back where Amelia Corganzet are, howling is coming from the safe that you guys were on top of. And all those tanks detonate and explode, even though they weren't quite, you know, the, the wall alcove tanks, even though they weren't even working before. And half-finished dolls fall out onto the floor, like not even cooked. And out of the mass of dolls, because a couple actually did hit maturity, not the victim-looking dolls. These ones look more articulated. Two of them get up, they have fingers, their faces are pointed and have like uh, eye symbols carved into them. And they're, they were actually born with like vaguely military, like, like, like urban military clothing, like camo and jeans and slacks and like bandoliers and meshes for weapons. And an actual gun like came out of the tank with them. And it looks like it's half grown, like it's not fully all the way there yet. And they get up and start looking uh at the, the at the sarcophagus at the the t- safe and that's when amelia corganzette realized that they just got pulled into a combat that they're gonna have to deal with while you're in the dreaming because while the victims didn't are useless the ones that got mature there are a couple of soldiers here i don't like that there are soldiers that's bad technically the term for them would be praetorian but that's if you're pretentious <laughs> They are soldiers. Oh, shit. I guess if you were being oh, spicy, you'd call them gorillas. So, uh, Damien, while this thing is being dragged off of its uh, stump, you are in the entertainment. Are you in Electric Wonderland? The dolls are screaming and like whimpering and are on the ground, like freaking out. And a lot of them are trying to jump onto you and weigh you down. And I'm just assuming you have no time for it. And I'm just going to gloss over them, trying to like, you know give you a penalty for right now. But every single one of those mirrors explodes outwards towards you, and behind it's just a big, empty, silent hill, rotted reflection of the entertainment complex, and a giant, like, stretched out, twisted, pallid, like, white and grave, earthy looking uh, like, super vampire comes out. Like, it's 12 feet tall, it looks like a grave encounters bad CGI horror monster from that era of horror. Like, you know, big stretchy face, Nosferatu looking, pale, big, you know, white eyes, long multi-segmented claws. The the jaw does that stupid CGI thing when it roars. You know the one. In your heart, you know the one. The mummy roar. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's like, it's not in any clothes. It's like, it's fucking naked and just covered in scraggly hair and looks more like, I guess it would look more like what like an irradiated werewolf in Krenos form would probably look like than it does a vampire at this point. Like, it's just... Something's been done to it. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna charge right at you, like full tilt, roll initiative. 
Mm, combat. Yeah. How how delectable. How delectably devious, Skinner. I'll get all the tools. I have an initiative of nine. Oh. <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh, okay, what is I your initiative, Kevin? Um, not a nine. That's what it is. Not a nine. Okay, <laughs> so you get your first jump on Dr. Fundamental's astral form. Ah, let me look at my charms. Probably gonna excellency this and. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably, right? You know. Look, Pete, I'm going to be real with you. There is no conflict after this, so you don't have to worry about any resource hoarding. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. So, like, spend oh. all your willpower all day, every day. I'll activate my Hungry Tiger technique and excellence to just have eight again and double my dice pool on fighting rolls. Oh, my God. Defense? Okay, well, it can feel fear. So, how much defense do you subtract? Five. Oh, yeah, I guess there I should have like my cast mark. Ah, uh, there it is. We can, we can just be real here today. Uh, so, his defense was five. So, his defense is zero. Okay. That's um, look at 20 dice. So I feel I feel at this point, listeners, I should point out that by this point, five sessions, I should have learned my lesson and buffed of his defense. But I would like to counter that observation with, I really want to wrap this up. We're already three sessions past what I thought this would go. So I did not increase the defense to like 10, so to have defense five. All right. I get it. I know I should have made this out. harder. It's like the boss has rolled out. The camera's panned up, dun, 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 dun. Huge, you know, theater-shaking roar. They square off. Camera pulls back. Camera settles. Tekken music starts playing. Round one. Ah, I go, you know, let's go. One punch. 12 successes plus three. So that's 15 health going its way. <laughs> that's it. No, okay. That's all of it. I, uh... There it is. How many? How much damage was that again? Fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Perfect. Yeah. So, Doctor Fundamentals had twelve health levels, natural weapons, wall climbing. It was going to be like a chase, maybe, or a thing. Uh, it's not going to happen with a dawn in the party, listeners. Look, okay, look. <laughs> Pete did very little work and threw out fifteen success. I just want to point out to people who are looking to run and play Solars, like run a, run a game with them, that they hit hard. So your enemies can't just be one big guy. That's why I kept throwing one big guy at him. You should be throwing little guys at them. And you should be doing that because it's hilarious for them to kill little guys in mass. And maybe two or three medium guys. Like, those... Punch hard, but they might have problems with sustain if you don't take the right charms. Exactly, which is why you want to diversify your action economy by splitting up between multiple bodies full of uh, liquids. To be fair, his moats are like really screwed by this point, and so is his health. Yeah, I, this adventure is going to take several days to recover from. 
Yeah, I, yeah. We, we've done five sessions of nonstop adventuring uh, over five hours, and the Dawn is just now tapping out. So this is another reason I did not buff Dr. Entertainment to be some sort of Doom machine, because we only had two players, Rafi is not built for combat in the slightest, and I just was not interested in making a big, long, prolonged fight where, like, Peter's going to be doing a lot of the fighting, and then having, like, I guess I could have put set-piece components in, but these guys solved this with the fucking neighborhood relocation good enough that, you know, it's like... Maybe Raffi has to go in and, like, while Peter's fighting the monsters, he has to protect Raffi from, like, getting a perfect game on Galaga or something. Like, you could have gone goddamn crazy with this. You could have go really fun with the skill exalt and the combat exalts having to, like, do this shit. I did not, because we're looking to move on. <laughs> yeah. You know, get pinball, tilt, Galaga, you gotta get enough tickets. If you get enough tickets, you can buy, like, his soul back from the demon and then, like, you know, throw it into the void. There's so many ways you could have gone with this that I did not. So, uh, yeah, you punch it to death and it dies. You hit it so hard, it goes flying back into the darkness and, like, disintegrates into light. No. As the, the sort of guardian presence of this infestation uh, rouses itself and tries to fight you with stolen power. Um, the, the remaining scene really is going to be um, Damien just keeping the mannequins in here. The vampire might re reconstitute itself and come at you, but really by the time that becomes a problem... Raffi's going to have moved this thing off the sinkhole, and as soon as you get it off the sinkhole, it starts moving a lot at a, at a much faster clip. And you could just leave this shithole behind. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and that's what'll happen. Like you, you'll keep moving, and that hole in the ground will leave your sight, and you'll just keep going into the mist forever and ever and ever until you decide you want to stop. Once you do that, the mannequins well, will just drop dead. Rafi has like twos in all the physical attributes, and I. Don't I feel like I actually got any athletics. No, athletics zero. So yeah, he's going to be winded after like five fucking minutes of this. Tops. I just want to. I, I just want to ask: um, Is there anything in the charm that stops Damien from picking you up and like carrying you? Uh, it's. I have to be moving under my own power. Okay, can't so we can't be, be car, pushing can't be you. Yeah, I can't be getting dragged. Uh, that will just pull me away from the entertainment complex. All right, because uh, yeah, I, I was imagining you're in a jet, you're on a jet ski, jet skiing it across the water. No, God, believe me, if I could be doing this in a car, I would be. Um. There definitely, there's definitely potential for an upgrade that lets you do that. <laughs> you're just jet skiing a building behind you, and you cut it loose, and it just crashes into Alcatraz. Now Alcatraz has several casinos. I also take a level of bashing damage for every hour I keep this up, but as the belt keeps getting tighter and tighter, but like I said, I'm yeah. gonna be like just on the on the ground, just like <gasps> by the ten minute mark, so <laughs> Well, you've cleared away from the sinkhole of evil pretty well. Like it's gone. Like it's no longer around, you don't see it. Um when you cut yourself loose from that uh from from the belt and it all kind of, you know, numinously reintegrates itself with the landscape around you because everything here is kind of metaphorical and kind of half energy. Uh, you did it. You moved it. 
when you go up inside, all those things in the ground are decomposing. And quite frankly, you can throw them outside away from this place. And that'll probably be for the best. Uh, the broken glass just has a wall behind it. No secret Silent Hill place. Uh, you know, Dr. Mantertainment, uh, Dr. Fundamentals doesn't show up because he's asleep. <laughs> you just kicked his ass on multiple in multiple dimensions, so he's taken a, he's taken a knee. Uh, so, are we good to wrap? Should we purify this? Should we go back to the real world? How does this work? Yeah, probably best to finish cleaning this up. Probably best to finish cleaning this up. I think. Okay. Who knows? Rot, mold, and rot spread, don't they? Oh, yes, yeah, this would be the perfect opportunity to make a purification roll. Alrighty. To purify Dr. Fundamentals of his infection, which, by the way, listeners, is totally on the table. Uh, they can just save this asshole. Yeah. That's one thing about exiles. They can come in and solve the problem once and for all. You know, no backsies. Yeah, no Ravenloft reoccurring evil over generations bullshit. Fuck your shit, Ganon. You don't get to reincarnate. (laughs) Alright, base pool is seven. Um, What have we got going on here? We totally... Uh, Yeah, you soundly kicked this place's ass. Like, you you just did... You did so well on it. It's dealt with. So, whatever those bonuses are, probably two or three. Yeah, I don't think we're in a. I don't think we're in a hurry. Uh, no, no, you can just take all the time in the world here because time also flows differently in dreams too. Up, oh, well, that's plus two. If we're in an isolated environment, have as much time as we need to do this right. All right, so those two dice plus two whatever I said before, so. the two or three. Yeah, so that's okay. Uh, call that uh, plus three. So, so spend willpower if you can. I'm going to. I'm going to kick it up to thirteen because fuck it, why not? Yeah, don't fudge this part up. No, please God, no. Uh, all right, that takes me down to willpower, but fuck it. What else am I going to use it for today? And oh, okay, that's. It's one of those wonderful Christmas times in the new world of darkness. Uh, dice mechanic. I rolled 13 dice and I got 14 successes. There Oof. it is. Well, that's definitely five, scared. which is definitely exceptional. The, t- the tens exploded several times over. There it is. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Same deal as last time with you guys. Uh, and oh, God, you're in the astral or in the dream world. So it's going to get even more abstract. Um, <laughs> you guys straight up like, you know, when you're drawing a perspective painting, you kind of draw the perspective lines. It looks kind of like when you're going when you're red or blue shifting, you know, things kind of just drag along those lines. Everything in here that's those mannequins or the remains of the vampire or any bits of the rot sort of red shift towards you guys and like your anima bonfires as you just slurp up uh, the infestation of bad karma here uh, directly out of Dr. Fundamental's astral soul or astral uh, realm. 
Um, uh, I'm going to give you guys. I'm going to give you guys a very like quick impression of his life. Vampire, old, doesn't really leave the house because that's not the kind of vampire he is. Mostly just enjoying running his feeding ground because the feeding ground is actually fairly engaging to do. Like it keeps him busy. Um, and you'll get a pretty clear picture of like the night he got infected, like one of those mannequins got into the entertainment complex and he fed on it and it made him real sick. Like he started getting worse, stopping able to sleep at night, stopped getting like, started getting like, like exceptionally, uh, in trouble. And one night when he was sleeping in a sarcophagus, like that big safe, that earthquake hit and it just fucking dropped it onto the floor and sealed him in. And then he couldn't feed on blood anymore and started starving while this infection was running through him, basically converting his vampireness into more infection to keep him up and running and keep him pumped full of energy. Cause without Vitae, what can vampires really do? Uh, you'll get a, you'll get a clear understanding that he got jumped by something, something infected him that he didn't know about. And the earthquake basically stopped him from spreading out throughout this entire area. Cause if he was allowed to go loose, he probably could leave the entertainment complex and go hunting. Yeah. And then you all kind of come back to your senses in here. The building is slowly restoring itself. It's going to take some time as with all things. And really your next action's up to you. There's something really, really wrong in this city. Well, I guess we'll have to investigate that once we have some time to recover from all of this entertainment. And I think we've actually got a vampire who now owes us a very, very big favor. Whatever that's worth. Not actually sure what that's worth. Guess we're going to find out. <laughs> Infinite tokens, the arcade. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's crack open the safe and see what's inside. What's the loot piñata here? I mean, are you guys back in the real world? Like, how does that work? How do you guys get no, back to the real no, world? No, I got I, I to do the spell again. And um, looking at it, I actually forgot. <laughs> Damn <Something>? it. Um, <laughs> do you not have an I, escape you know, plan? Do you just live in the well, astral I, now? No, no, I can get us out of here. The problem is that I forgot that I wrote the fucking spell such that uh, when you use it to leave the astral, because it's actually not just for jumping into dreams. You can, like, go jump into other people's dreams, jump into the mass subconscious of reality. So it doesn't know. I, I don't know where the fuck you're actually going to be when you decide to leave. So I set this thing to dump you out rather than where you went in to dump you out at the last place. The caster went to sleep. So <laughs> this is going to throw us back into my apartment. <laughs> so next time, before you do this, have a quick 15 minute nap. And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you should let's, save. Let, uh, uh, for this, uh, for the sake of like us not having to do another entire session where we come back to the entertainment complex the next night to follow up, let's fucking ignore that and just say it yeah. throws us back out. Let's just smooth that over a little bit. It's fine. Uh, I will be. I will be adding a writer where if you use it while inside someone's dream, it just puts you out where they are asleep. So we'll be inside of the safe now because. <laughs> Well, well, this is the current the current version is funny. I'm not going to do that to us. 
so yeah, Honestly, I gotta spend another moat and get us the fuck out of here. If you want to be the best of both worlds, keep the original rider that you go back to where your save point was where you last slept, and then just give the player an option to spend a willpower to pop out where they popped in. Fair you know, enough. if I mean, it matters, I just get all my willpower back again. So. Yeah. So you know, if it really matters to them, they can just spend that willpower. And if not, they're like, "I'm sorry, guys. Uh, we didn't think this through. I should have taken a nap." <laughs> guys, guys, I can't cut the spell. I slept over the Pacific Ocean on the flight over here. Damn it, guys! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I think of it, actually, makes it also uniquely shitty for using to like break out of jail by jumping in the astral world. Yeah. Um, yeah, put the willpower rider in, and that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, okay, whoopsie doodle. Uh, spending a willpower. Game design on the fucking fly. All right. I mean, that's the thing, right? And oh, man, in gonna... a reign of uh, white petals and quicksilver, we reappear. Okay, so you are back in the you know main vampire room. You had left before you went in. It's clear time has passed. Because there are people in, like, they're not men in black, okay? Let's, let's fucking first talk about this. These are not men in black. These are people in, like, just nice professional wear suits. Like, you know, navy blue, you know, off grays. They're not, this isn't a whole uniform alphabet letter organization here fucking with you. But there's professionals here. Two of them and a guy in a gas mask it kind of looks like in a like a big like like heavy coat to cover most of his body and face and he's wearing gloves and shit that makes sense covid um (laughs) and they're basically looking over the room bagging stuff burning other things uh and they all kind of turn where you pop in and corgzette and amelia are uh well amelia's here corgzette aren't here and there's signs of gunfire have gone off in here uh, and Amelia has her arm in a sling uh, with a very clear bullet wound in her shoulder. Okay, so we missed something. Yeah, so yeah, hi. yeah. Hi. Things happened while you were gone. It's been about four hours. Mm, yeah, it didn't feel that long. The uh, the people so in the suits are just observing. So who are your friends? They so are not my friends. I went with. So you'll notice I went with Captain Punches here, and I don't have any more holes in me than I had when I left. Just <laughs> noting that for the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it was probably for the best I stayed here, so Corganzet didn't abandon uh, all the prey. Because things came out of the walls after you left. Were you doing something in there, perhaps? Uh, yeah, causing, you could you could say we did, we did a thing, causing causing stirring stuff up, making enemies. I just went for a jog. Me, I don't know about Damien, but uh... I mean, stuff came out of the walls, so I punched it back into the walls. You'll notice that the infection is no longer in this place. Not on the computer. Not in the safe. Seems to have worked out for the best. Yes. So, did you kill the vampire? Not that I know of. 
I mean, we just went into this dream. I don't think you can kill people through their dreams. Oh, you can totally kill Oh, you can kill dreams. people in their dreams. <laughs> A bunch of people say that. <laughs> what is this, The Matrix? The Matrix. Not Inception, not Nightmare on Elm Street, not... Not 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 any not any other thing where the mind makes it real. The Matrix. I'm a simple person, Devin. <laughs> simple foods. <laughs> I'm a simple zoomer. Oh my god. No, as far as I know, there's currently nothing wrong with vampire except that he's hungry and um this coffin's trapped wrong side down so he can't open it. Does anyone want to fix that? I, I mean, like, if I had a long, like, mechanical Waldo, maybe? I limber up my fist. I just there it is. It. All right, you crack, you crack this Kinder Surprise egg. Oh, wait, you're from America, Holden. You crack this pinata open <laughs> and <laughs> see the treasure inside. <laughs> For reference to the listeners who aren't from the States. In the States, they don't have Kinder Surprise. They're verboten. It's illegal because there's choking hazards inside of edible stuff, and kids don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> I died every single uh, every single Easter. You know, I'm not sure that was a good idea if we don't actually have anything to feed it right when it. Oh shit! Here we go. The safe opens <laughs> up. There's a dead body inside, like all vampires are when they're you know in torpor. Because he's in torpor. Because that's what happens to vampires when they starve. Okay, the body, worse. you know, shuts off and becomes a corpse. Um, so Dr. Mantertainment looks... Or Dr. Fundamentals... Jesus H. Christ, Dr. Mantertainment. So Dr. <laughs> Fundamentals looks pretty ragged as far as corpses go. Like... He looks like a corpse, for one. Um, he's in, like, loungewear, essentially. And there's clear signs of, like, damage to his body and stuff. And it, it, He looks like he's had a rough time of being dead. Uh, the other people in suits in the room had what amounted to, like, a little flamethrower on hand, just in case. Like a welding torch. But it looks like that will not be necessary. And they turn it off and put it away. <laughs> Uh, so Amelia, who, who are these fine gentlemen again? Okay, well they're not they're not fine, they're not gentlemen, and again, not my friends. This is you know what? They're vampire people. Best way to put it. Uh how about you escort me out of here without them holding me for questioning? So when you say vampire people, like is that like people who deal with vampires or people who are vampires? Because and like they're they're watching you, not really, not really talking. Uh, and Amelia's like, "Well, the suits aren't vampires; they're just Renfields. The the guy in the gas mask's a vampire, and he has no jurisdiction to hold me here." <laughs> when you wake that guy up, he owes me a favor. I'll be back later. Probably on Wings Night. <laughs> the uh, okay, the guy, we're gonna go the now. guy, the guy in the gas mask that was he, he was sitting at the desk, kind of looking at you guys. You hear laughter, but it it sounds like laughter that would come off of like uh, like magnetic tape. Like there's a very magnetic tape Christmas crispness to it, and just kind of waves you on. 
Yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah, uh, leaving, leaving us now. Bye. Uh, is Luffy uh, in the safe? Did we... As you walk by, though, he will leave. He will give you a business card. Thank you. It just has numbers on it. It just has numbers on it. That's all. What is the name pilfering technically needed? Right? Uh, but no, there was nothing inside the safe. It was his fucking bed. Come on. Uh, the treasure here was the roundup, all the money you could possibly steal, and Amelia getting pictures of that computer screen. That, that were the treasure people were here for. So, again, all the money you could steal upstairs, it's just, it's just yours. Okay. There weren't artifacts here. There's not a die clave in a manse. <laughs> Well, you know, he could be a dragon-type vampire where he sleeps on his gold or something like that. Yeah, I'm definitely smashing a cash register, too, with a baseball bat on the way out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. You, you, can, you can rob this place quite a bit, and it's okay, morally and legally. Oh, I mean in the, uh, I mean in the mall. I, oh, no, absolutely. I, I meant that, too. There's no yeah, moral problem with stealing from a mall. Would not would not impose on the entertainment complex at this point. It scares me too badly. I don't want that money. It's it's unclean. Something's I wrong know with where it. It's been. <laughs> oh. <laughs> huh. The guy who has to pull water the bills out of the Lola Bunny animatronic. Oh god. Oh no. So we set so, the chain and find along the way. Yeah, you guys can pull. I look, I don't know how resources work in Coft anymore because I don't remember how anything works in anything anymore. Oh, but I'm pretty sure if you can get resources for stealing or if there's equipment bonuses, I don't fucking remember. It's here and available. We can negotiate it afterwards. You got money. Basically, uh, we, we've got some cash. It's in no way guaranteed to be. It, it's basically uh, vulnerable to being stolen or fucked with, and it's not guaranteed to renew itself because we. Have I mean, idea. if you want me to throw you a number, you know, just off the top of my head, you each can take ten grand out of this place. Oh, shit, I'll take it. Like, like the back room safes were still full and everything. Yeah, you just you just rob this place a little. There's there's jewelry in the jewelry stores. Huh, that's a whole different thing. You pawn it and. Oh. Yeah, but you you pawn in that's bulk. <laughs> or you just give it out like you can just be you can just be that dude peter where it's like someone's like i don't know are you gonna bribe me and you like take out a handful of rings and put them in his hand he's like oh um yeah okay i guess that's a pretty good bribe sure you got me oh, <laughs> i was expecting a, a couple hundies you know what i forgot to ever use my inspiration condition this whole entire adventure yeah Let's you did well to get us the fuck out of the dream there it is. Okay, you get your beat for resolving inspiration. That's how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me that beat. There it is. I need that goddamn beat. Okay, well, you and Amelia, uh, you guys and Amelia rob this place a little. On your way up, you see that there's a clear hole ripped through the food court where Corganset ran amok, uh, including a hole that kind of you know, makes its way up to the, the area you guys are going to, and it looks like the elevator's been used and bashed up a bunch. And uh, you take your ride to the top floor. It's 
11 a.m. outside. The sun is shining. It is 39 degrees out. 110% humidity. Ah, uh, Miami. Not quite Night City anymore, but it'll be back soon. Yeah, everyone is upset at this, at having to be outside. You know, some of the, the, the guys, like the, the normal people, like just the, 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 the bait, they're outside being like, uh, you know, being tended to in an ambulance and just like getting water and stuff. They all wave at you as you walk out. Rafi waves back, pulls uh, her sunglasses out of his pocket, puts them on. And because There's... of my strangeness for being a sorcerer, the night sky has reflected the lenses. Sick. That's a fucking awesome album cover. Vaporwave aesthetic. Uh, there are clear drag marks on the ground outside of the, the mall where it looks like Corgan's had dragged that Prince of Darkness tank all the way through the parking lot, ripping up all the gravel along the way to a vehicle they parked, you know, across the street from the parking lot in an alleyway that, you know, that's where the tracks end. What do you figure the chances that are that they loaded some, that thing into something that looked exactly like the fucking Dragula? Oh my god. It's the Dragula. <laughs> so, moving past that, Amelia will just, I don't know, talk to you guys as you walk. So you guys really pulled that off today. That was a suicide mission. Good job. Man, we were over our heads. Yeah, you know, we should probably have a little talk about that whole baiting people into suicide missions thing. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, I didn't know it was a suicide mission. I thought I had things handled. I thought I had shit locked down. A. B. The spell calls in prey and hunters and the hunt. The hunters. Or, not hunters, goddammit. Predators, hunters, and bait. I thought Corgan's that would count as the hunters for the ritual, but hey, you guys showed up, so everything sort of worked out in the end anyway. Just throwing that out there. And look, you have a bunch of connections to the supernatural world, which I assume you want, because you certainly cultivated enough of them in one night. Like, if you wanted anything else but supernatural connections, uh, I feel you got screwed. Well, you know, we need to make a connection with a cook. I guess we could go across the parking lot still, but yeah, that's pretty much what we're after. Alright, so look at that. Looks like everything worked out exactly as everyone wanted to and nobody even died. And trust me, we were in over our head there. So, you get to be heroes, I get paid, my boss is over there, I can introduce you to him. Look, another soft introduction. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. glance over at Damien, see where, how he's taken all this. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, let's take the win. Yeah! She, she's like, there you go! Sometimes you can just take the win. Trust me, there's gonna be more complicated nights in Miami if you're hanging out in Night City, okay? So just take it today, and it's fine. And everything's fine. So, Rafi, I have some very important questions for you. Uh, where did you graduate high school from? I have no fucking idea what any of the Miami high schools are, but I'll name one. But but it was a Miami high school? Oh, fuck if I know. I've never been to Miami. I've okay. been for, in Miami for like three hours my entire life on layover. I just... Okay, okay. Well, one, even if I'm not from America, I can tell you, Holden, Miami has high schools. 
So, if Raffi wants to have gone to high school in Miami, that's what I'm just trying to fish out here, if he's local. Uh, no, he's local. He's local. <laughs> okay. All right. We're good. <laughs> I don't know much about Florida, but I have a hunch they have schools there. Well, yeah, I'm saying I don't know which one he <laughs> No, no, that's fine. I wasn't it's asking you for that. My name was probably, so probably had a fucking Spanish name, but that's about as close as I can get you. The name was going to be Evil Knievel High if it's Miami. All right, Leonard enough. Skinner, Leonard Skinner Vocational Institute. Leonard Skinner is actually Jacksonville. No shit. <laughs> they grew up here. It's like you live in. It's like you live in a cartoon. <laughs> okay. They attended the same fucking elementary school I did. So anyway, anyway, so uh, you guys walk up to a limo. It's a limo. There are clearly armed guards there. Like they're not wearing nice suits. They're wearing like tactical gear with clothing over top of it. Uh, There's like one or two of those guys hanging out by the limo. Uh, And a guy gets out of the limo and holy shit, Rafi, you recognize him from high school. You guys graduated together. Well, damn, listen to the small world. Yeah, uh, he recognizes you immediately. Um, let me ask you this. Were you involved enough in high school to remember people's names years later? Well, I'm a reporter, so probably I've got a head for names. Okay. So uh, this guy's name is uh, Benjamin Smith. There was a mistake on his birth certificate. He was relentlessly bullied for it. I was about to ask if he was named by, like, the same guy who did, uh, like, that Japanese baseball game on the NES. <laughs> every name in every one of my games are one of those names. <laughs> anyway, Gingerman, uh, Genji. Is, Genji, long time no see. Uh, he waves at you. He has a cane now, and he is covered in lightning scars. Uh, and one of his eyes is, like, white because it looks like it was struck by lightning. Uh, and he, he waves like, oh my god, How, what are you doing here? What What's happening? What's going on right now? Am I being punked? Yeah, possibly. What, what is the, is the K-Man going to come out? The Cooch? Is he going to come here and, and, and just, just show? Are you magic? He waves his You're magic. hand back and forth. You can, you can sense that there's something not off with him, but there's like an energy to him. Not like he is magic, but magic has certainly touched him. You can pick that. No, says the guy whose glasses are still like reflecting the night sky in real time at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Like that's not just like a style note that nobody notices. If you're paying attention, you can see that shit. Right? Like it's it's noticeable. You can, you can see constellations if it's a clear night. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Uh, and who's this two by four made of cement that you're walking around with? Hi, I'm Damien. Damien, like, like from the Omen? No, I'm from LA. That's that's there it is. There it is. That was what I was looking for. Perfect. Oh man. So <laughs> wait, do you have magic friends? Maybe just made a couple. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. It's such a small world. Um, 
Okay, well, Amelia, you know, uh, Amelia, Amelia, tell, you got all, you got what I need, right? You got it all? You got it? Amelia's like, yep, here it is. Hands over the phone. He looks at it. I understand this. Send. Okay, perfect. Here is your money. Uh, we're good. Um, you can, like, I don't know, do you want to ride with me or you can go? I, you know, I'll call you. She just nods at both of you, um, gives you her card and is going to just walk away from this. So what did you do out of high school? Were you always magic? No, 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 no. It's a new new thing. Uh, new things going on. Okay, so it must have happened. Uh, you know, it could be better. Like, after the coma, things have been going great for me. Um, but, like, I guess I guess you were magic during that time. I guess that's why I, uh, I never caught up on it. You know, I always meant to call after we graduated to kind of check in on that. Ah, uh, you know, nobody ever does. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. A coma? Man, that's rough. Oh, uh, yeah. The doctors were surprised I survived the fall and the lightning, but apparently I walked right out of it. Now that you're thinking about it, you don't remember seeing him at graduation. Like, like he went to all his classes and, like, he left high school when you did, but you don't, you don't remember him graduating? He wasn't at graduation. There's a vague, dim memory that there was something going on about that in the back of your head. So, like, how did you become magic? I, it's killing me. I gotta know how you're magic. Oh, man, it's mystery to me as well. Just one day. One day you just got struck by lightning? Uh, no, 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 uh, not. Mm, damn, I have no idea if he's touchy about this. Uh, no, not like that. Uh, right. it was kind right. of like just a clear bolt out of the blue. And, but only in a metaphorical sense. Not a real bolt? No, 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 no. Oh, that's disappointing. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. It's just, okay. What about you? When did you get struck by lightning? No, I mean, you, no, I mean, you, you know, you'd think it makes sense. Like, work for the Flash, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says to Damien, what about you? When did you get struck by lightning? Um, it's been a few months. Not that long. All right, but it happened to you? Yeah. Well, kind of. All right, all right, all right. So two out of three of us. Okay, that, that makes sense to me. All right, that makes sense to me. Uh, Jeez, you know, guys, I didn't really expect to, like, meet you here. I don't really have anything, uh, you know, for you. Like, I have money. If you want money, I can, I can give you money. You got to do stuff for me, for me to give you money. It's part of the rules. Yeah, that's, that's how most places work. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a thing. Oh, you know, introductions, jobs, sure. That's kind of looking to get a feel for what's going on in Night City. Uh, we Maybe even in the problem-solving market seems to be what we're Oh, at. wow. Could I use problem solvers? There's a lot going on in this city, and my contemporaries are just up in arms about it. I get letters. I have to do missions and stuff. It's been a whole thing. I'm so glad I found Amelia. She is really great at troubleshooting some of these things. I, I am not enjoying the extra work I'm being handed. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. So, um, gosh, I guess we should keep in touch about this because... I don't know. Having a familiar face around is nice. I haven't really been talking to a lot of people ever since, you know, school. So 
I've been looking for. Uh, I mean, do you have a card? I I would give you mine, but people tend to lose them. It's it's the damnedest thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he points to one of the guards, and they'll uh, they'll they'll give you a cell phone. <laughs> Right. Unlimited minutes, you know, it works like underground, underwater, it connects to the moon Wi-Fi, all the things you'll need. All right. First all right. First rate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh do you guys want to get like breakfast? I could go for a coffee, been up all night. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 I mean, uh, you know, I have showers at my place, like a bunch of them. I don't think I've used all of them. A little bit weird. So, uh, okay. Yeah, Damien. Uh, we'll catch up, right? Sure. I didn't hallucinate you like punching a sexy rat to death, right? No, that was real. It was all real. Shit. What, there are werewolves down there? No, God, I wish. Hmm. All right. Okay. Because I hear those are real. What's the entertainment complex? No, I haven't. It's a great place. You should go. All right, I guess, you know, I'll have to see. So if you want to, you know, split there, uh, he'll bring you into the limo, Rafi, and drive you to his place, which is the penthouse of one of those big fancy condos in Miami that's, like, for rich folk. The one that's, like, the first, the top five floors are a uh, are the penthouse. One of those setups. Holy shit. Yeah. So he has space for you to hang out and not be intrusive. You know, if you want to hang, get coffee, he has food brought up. He'll, uh, he'll shoot the shit with you about high school. Uh, if, you want to, if you want to not beat around the bush and get his story, uh, I can give it to you real quick. Yeah, since we're like actually two hours or so over anyway. Ah! So his backstory, he'll give you pretty succinctly, is... Uh, he almost got expelled because he hacked into the computer system at his school and found out they were, that he was going to flunk out. So he just changed it and hid the fact that he would get caught and was going to graduate along with you guys and was pretty okay with that. But his uncle asked him to help him out with some construction work in downtown Miami, putting up neon signs. And then he got struck by lightning in the middle of the day on a cloudless day, went to a coma for six months, missed his graduation, didn't graduate. Apparently, the day he woke up, he went down to the hospital uh, cafeteria or like the little like drugstore, bought a bought a lotto ticket, and then went back to bed. Then he woke up again. Lotto ticket made him a bunch of money. Didn't know what to do with it. His computers kept freezing. They kept freezing on Bitcoin sites. Spent the money on Bitcoin. Realized that Bitcoin then exploded in value, uh, and then he couldn't get the money out. So then he started to learn how to spend the Bitcoin money. He couldn't withdraw for some reason. He just couldn't figure it out. It wouldn't work ever. And that led him to the dark web. He made some trades and some deals trying to buy like, you know, houses or cars. Ended up buying boxes out like across the ocean in like the Middle East, in Russia, in China. And those boxes had things in them that he ended up selling to other people hoping to get money, but they still couldn't get him money. And then eventually they got him instructions on how to... 
get his birth certificate cleared up because he was declared legally dead in the coma after lightning struck him. And like everything was a huge fucking nightmare for him. Like he couldn't get a job. He couldn't have a bank account. He couldn't really do anything. So he ended up doing a bunch of little trades on the dark web until he got instructions to go to the library of Congress in Washington, DC, go into a secret room behind a painting where there was a birth certificate terminal from the 1960s, put his birth certificate in Changed his number from whatever his SIN number was to 100, like the number 100, and then a new one printed. And then, like, the next hour, a limo showed up and took him to his new home, and now he gets, like, unlimited, like, he has, like, a black credit card that you can just swipe at places, and it just pays for things. And that is his story. Also, he's counted as alive now in most systems, and automatic doors open for him again. Well, you know, as you do, as you do. Yeah. As far as he can tell, he's like, yeah, as far as he can tell, him and a hundred other people are like the first people in the country or something. He doesn't quite know. Apparently slots open up, Uh, but now he's one of them and he just gets a credit card and guards and has to do stuff every once in a while. And he's super willing to tell you that story because Lord knows he can't tell anyone else that story. He doesn't get to socialize much, does he? No, he mostly has to go to weird meetings with, like, people he doesn't really like to meet with who are weird and mad that he's part of the 100, uh, dealing with supernatural stuff all across the world, uh, having guards. He's not really, yeah, there's things he's not allowed to do, but uh, he's taken care of. (laughs) That's his backstory. That's Benjamin Smith's backstory. He got struck by lightning one day and his life took a turn. Good old Benjamin. Now stuck so, uh, yeah. So he is super happy to meet a familiar face who's magic and willing to kind of like float you uh, assistance here and there whenever he can. I'm going to point out he doesn't know shit about anything. Beautiful. Like most people. Either. Like most people. But uh, on that quick little summary of what this NPC is at the very end of this campaign, before we pick up a season two later that we may or may not continue with these two characters, uh, I think that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. And just by the way, I just noticed that one of the con- beat conditions for Exalted is doing purification successfully. There it is. And so, as we as we wrap this campaign, I finally got enough experience for a second ch- for, to buy a charm. Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So, uh, you guys will rest up, recover. You have a few people you can contact: the vampires, uh, Amelia, Benjamin. And it's a pretty good setup for uh, the Miami situation. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, listeners, uh, I hope you enjoyed this brief preview uh, of Exalted Chronicles of Darkness. Um, We're hoping that it'll get released in time. You know, I'm not going to say soon because stuff still has to be done. I think, like, you know, there's components of it that beyond just writing, right? Like layout and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, it, it needs now that we've gotten our uh, playtest out, it needs uh, some uh, polish um, and a little bit of adjusting uh, for balance and for 
uh, smoothness of play concerns that have come up, but not, you know, uh, not a terrible amount. And then, of course, there's layout. And then rules. Yeah, yeah so this should be coming. Um, our plan is to record a season two of Hologram Summer that'll be a little more feature length. These five sessions you can count kind of as like a mini movie pilot type deal where we just kind of, you know, set up a few things. And in a season two, we'll probably like have one or two more players <laughs> and we'll actually start to tackle like the big sort of intertwined web of shit going down in the night city, uh, which should allow more exile types to be highlighted. Um, and you know what listeners, uh, if you really care about seeing certain exalt types show up, fucking let us know. And maybe one of the players would be like, Oh, people want to see a lunar. I'll play a lunar or people want to see what dragon blood will look like. I'll play a dragon blooded. But it's really up to you to get that info to us. <laughs> Else people are going to play whatever the fuck they want. Like those two infernals were sketching out in that Exalted Wad revised game. Dun, dun, dun. That's going to be a whole thing. So, uh, wrapping things up, I was Devin. I'm Peter. I was Holden. And this is sponsored by Nobody. Signing off. <laughs>